Good evening. Start tonight by singing Be Still. After we sing this song, Brother B will come and lead us in our opening prayer. Be still and Heavenly Father, we praise you, Father, because thou art truly the creator, the giver of all things. And help us, Father, as we've just sung, to take time in our lives to consider that thou art our God, and that thou art to be exalted and honored and glorified in our lives. Father, It's so powerful to think that you loved us enough to send your only begotten Son to die on the cross for us. Help us never to forget that and to often think about it. Truly, God, thou art great. Father, we, we have such a good family of Christians here. And we pray to God that you'd be with the ones that have been on our sick list and prayer list for so long. We give thee thanks, Father, that our brother Jerry Franklin has come home from his surgery and he's doing well. We glorify thee, Father, in knowing that little Laney has had this procedure done this morning and that she is doing good. Father, we're, we're heartened to know that Brother DeYoung is with us tonight and able to feel better such that he can get out. Continue to be with him, dear God, as he goes through things that will helpfully helpfully help him. For Bobby Holler's father, be with her and strengthen her body. The Smithermans, Father, be with Robert and Sherry, Lindsay, and help them, Father, in their family illnesses on both sides of their family. May we often... Think about them, pray for them, and give them words of encouragement. 
Father, for so many more, Deborah, Debbie LaRoe and Brother Ted Langford, and all the ones that are in nursing homes, dear God, please be with all of them. Father, as we consider this time of the year when we have so many of our young people and even our adults that are that are teachers and administrators in our schools, be with all the young people and the people in the teaching profession as they go back to school. We pray to God that things will go well for them, that our young people will be able to truly be lights and shine their light as examples to others. Help them all, Father, to be salt and to be light. Dear God, we pray that our service tonight will show just how much we love you and that we honor you. May we do things in our lives daily that show our love for thee and our realization that thou art God, our Father. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. The book of Romans, it says that God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. They know the truth about God because he has made it obvious to them. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power, his divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. Yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks and began to think of foolish ideas of what God was like. As a result, their minds became dark and confused. Claiming to be wise, they instead became utter fools. And instead of worshiping the glorious, ever-living God, they worshiped idols made to look like mere people, birds and animals and reptiles. Uh, back in June, Reagan brought us a sermon he titled, Oh My God. And he reminded us that as Christians, we should be able to clearly see God in the things that he has made. We can see his eternal power and his Godhead. We don't have to have you know, scientific degrees or credentials behind our name. We just have to be willing to look, to be observant, and look around in awe. So tonight we're going to read scripture, we're going to pray, we're going to sing songs that devoted to the creation and praising the creator. And I hope it encourages us to focus on that, oh my God, sense of wonder about the creation. And Brother Owen now will come and read to us the creation account. Good evening. Tonight I will be reading Genesis 1, verses 1 through 25. And this will be from the New Living Translation. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that, it, that the light was good. Then he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness night. And evening passed and morning came, making the first day. Then God said, Let there be a space between the waters 
to separate the waters of the heavens from the waters of the earth. And that is what happened. God made the space to separate the God made the space to separate the waters of the earth from the waters of the heavens. God called the space sky. And evening passed, and morning came, making the second day. Then God said, Let the waters beneath the sky flow together into one place, so dry so dry ground may appear. And that is what happened. God called the dry ground land, and the water seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let the land sprout with vegetation, every sort of seed, bearing plant and trees that grow seed-bearing fruit. These seeds will then produce the kinds of plants and trees which they came. And that is what happened. The land produced vegetation, all sorts of seed-bearing plants, and trees with seeds-bearing fruit. Their seeds produced plants and trees of the same kind, and God saw that it was good. And evening passed, and morning came, making the third day. Then God said, Let lights appear in the sky to separate the day from the night. Let them be signs to mark the season, days, and years. Let these lights in the sky shine down on the earth. And that is what happened. God made two great lights, the larger one to govern the day and the smaller one to govern the night. He also made the stars. God set these lights in the sky to light the, to light the earth, to govern the day and night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And evening passed, and morning came, making the fourth day. Then God said, Let the waters swarm with fish and other life. Let the skies be filled with birds of every kind. So God created great sea creatures and every living thing that scurries and swarms in the water, and every sort of bird, each producing offspring of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply. Let the fish fill the seas and the birds fill the and, and let the birds multiply on the earth. And evening passed and morning came, making the fifth day. Then God said, Let the earth produce every sort of animal, each producing offspring of the same kind, livestock, small animals that scurry along the ground, and wild animals. And that is what happened. God made all sorts of animals, livestock, and small animals each able to produce offspring of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make human beings in our image, to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the seas and the birds of the sky and the livestock of the, and wild animals on the earth and the small animals that scurry along the ground. Let the whole creation cry. It's number 31 in the small songbook.
Great Thou Art, number five in the in the large songbook. <clears throat>
We'll sing number 127 in the large songbook. This is my father's world. <clears throat> No, this is my Psalms 19, verses 1 through 6. The heavens proclaim the glory of God. The skies display His craftsmanship. Day after day they continue to speak. Night after night they make Him known. They speak without a sound or word. Their voice is never heard. Yet their message has gone throughout the earth and their words to all the world. God has made a home in the heavens for the sun. It bursts forth like a radiant bridegroom after His wedding. It rejoices like a great athlete, eager to run the race. The sun rises at one end of the heavens and follows its course to the other end. Nothing can hide from its heat. Job 12, verses 7 through 13. Just ask the animals and they will teach you. Speak to the earth and it will instruct you. Let the fish in the sea speak to you, for they all know that my, my, my disaster has come from the hand of the Lord. For the life of every living thing is in his hand, and the breath of every human being are his. The ear tests the words it hears, just as the mouth distinguishes between foods, and understanding to the old. 
but true wisdom and power are found in God. Counsel and understanding are His. Number nine in the large stone book. Our God, He is alive. Number nine. No. Oh, worship the king, number 35.
Next song is Oceans.
Please bow with me. Lord, this is your world, and you've made it perfectly. Every single thing that you created has been designed with a love and a care that only you can provide. Lord, we know that you are so far beyond our comprehension, and we will never know everything that you have made and all that is in it. But Lord, we are in awe of you. For you created all of the universe and still you care for us. Lord, we thank you for that care for we know that we do not deserve it. Lord, we see your works and we know that if we were silent, the very rocks would proclaim your glory. Lord, we sing to you in praise and adoration. And we thank you for this world that we get to live in. You have provided everything that we could possibly need on this earth. And you have made it for us. You saw that your creation was good. And even in disaster when you sent the flood to wipe out creation still you provided for us and you still even that your world was perfect Lord we ask that you forgive us of our sins since that is what mars and destroys our world and we thank you for your forgiving heart and your forgiving nature where you will forgive that sin Thank you for sending your son to die for us. Die for this broken creation, but die for the creation that you love. Thank you, and help us to always glorify you and see your glory in the world around us. Help us to show others your works and show others how we wonder at your glory and your awesome might. Help us to spread your word to others and help us to bring others to you. Lord, we ask that while we are on your creation and on this earth, we would do everything to your will. For we are your servants and we were made to serve you and to serve each other. Help us to be kind to one another. Help us to leave today encouraged and uplifted for the songs we have sang and help us to look at your world and remember what you have done for us. We ask all these things in Christ's name. Amen. I'm going to be reading from Revelations 4. Then I looked and saw a door standing open in heaven and the same voice I had heard before spoke to me like a trumpet blast. The voice said, come up here, and I will show you what must happen after this. And instantly I was in the Spirit, and I saw a throne in heaven and someone sitting on it. The one sitting on the throne was a brilliant as gemstones, like jasper and carnelian. And the glow of the emerald circled his throne like a rainbow. Twenty-four thrones surrounded him, and twenty-four elders sat on them. They were all clothed in white and had gold crowns in their heads. From the throne came flashes of lightning and rumble of thunder. And in front of the throne were seven torches with burning flames. 
This is the sevenfold spirit of God. In front of the throne was a shiny sea of glass, sparkling like crystal. In the center and around the throne were four living beings, each covered with eyes, front and back. The first of these living beings was like a lion, the second like an ox, the third had of a human face, and the fourth was like an eagle in flight. Each of these living beings had six wings, and their wings were covered all over with eyes, inside and out. Day after day, night after night, they kept saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God, the Almighty, the one who always was, who is, and who is still to come. Whenever the living beings gave glory and honor and thanks to the one sitting on the throne, the one who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down and worship the one sitting on the throne, the one who lives forever and ever. And they lay their crowns before the throne and say, You are worthy, O Lord our God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and they exist because you created what you pleased. Number one in the large songbook. Holy, holy, holy. So
Number two, hallelujah, praise Jehovah. Behold our God, it will only be on the screen behind me, or on your computer screen if you're live streaming. Behold our God. In uh, Avery's prayer, he he told God that 
you're the creator of all things, yet you care about us. And I mean, what a staggering thought. Just mind-blowing. <laughs> the God we're praising and thinking about knows Eric Vaughn and cares about him. Uh, I don't know. I just stuck out. It was very powerful. Um, behold our God. God that holds oceans in his hand. <clears throat>
I'll be reading from Psalm 139, 1 through 18. O Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts, even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night, but even in darkness I cannot hide from you. To you the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are the same to you. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous, how well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God? They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. Next song will be I Stand in Awe out of the supplement. If you're able, please stand for this song.
Magnify, oh magnify. Number six out of the substance. out of the supplement, awesome God.
Good evening. Will you all please turn to uh, Proverbs chapter 18? Proverbs chapter 18. A short while ago, I got a book called Humility Practice from the kindness of Mr. Deckhand's heart. When he first gifted it to me, I thought, huh, he's telling me that I need to uh, be a little less prideful. So um, personal slides uh, aside, I think there's some good stuff in this book, and I want to share several points from it with you all tonight. Most of us have had a moment or two when we're having a conversation, and we just feel that the other person or other people that we're talking to need have a deep need to hear our wisdom because we know the best. But the Proverbs, however, say otherwise. Let's read in Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 13. He who answers a matter before he hears it, it is folly and shame to him. Now a couple pages over to Proverbs 21, verse 23. Whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from troubles. Now lastly, um, chapter 17, Proverbs, verse 27. He who has knowledge bears his words, and a man of understanding is of a calm spirit. These verses show us that not only is keeping silent um, respectful, it can also help us grow in wisdom and patience and humility. Another good way to show meekness and humility is to um, be a servant to others. We talked about being servant leaders when we were appointing new elders, and if it's good for them as elders to be servant leaders, um, it should be good for us as well. And turn with me to Mark chapter 10, please. Mark chapter 10 and verse 43 through 45, Christ is telling his disciples to serve others before themselves. Yet it shall not be so among you, but whoever desires to become great among you shall be your servant. And whoever of you desires to be first shall be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. Now turn with me to Philippians chapter 2. Chapter 2 and verse starting in verse 5. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. 
Be anxious for nothing, but in everything. But no, that's chapter four. Sorry. Um, verse five of chapter two. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant, and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. I think that if um, God in the flesh can be humble as, as a servant to us as humans, um, we should be able to do that too. After all, we're kind of a lot lower in rank than God is. So, um, lastly, we can all show humility when we confess our sins, whether it be to uh, God or to fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, turn with me to uh, James, James chapter 5 and verse 16. says, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another, then you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. The pride in us makes it hard to um, open up about our sins, but um, if we do confess, then we have God's forgiveness and the prayers of our brothers and sisters in Christ's church. If you need to get sin off your chest and want prayers, or if you need to be baptized, um, come to the front as together we stand and sing.